You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Keeney Show. This week on the episode, I have with me Vanessa Duwal, who is the founder of Floka, a really cool app that she's going to share with us and she's going to tell us the journey about how she decided to start it. I'm so happy to have you here, Vanessa. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah. So why don't you start by sharing? How did you come about this journey to start the super cool platform? Oh yeah, thanks. So it started with my own chronic health journey that started when I was 13. I went to so many different specialists out there and they all tried their best, but I didn't find any solution. And it wasn't until like a decade later, I started learning about integrative healthcare and different types of practitioners that looked at the body holistically, because I learned the only thing you can really do for a lot of these chronic health issues is to manage your symptoms. And so I got a naturopathic doctor and she got me to write down everything that I was like eating, my sleep, fitness, nutrition periods on this piece of paper for a, a couple of months. And me being young and annoying was like, I already have all this data on um, many different apps that ate perfect on my phone or more than that. And there should be a simple, faster, better way for me to share this information with her to make her life easier and mine and to speed up the whole healing journey. So that's what Floca does. It, it meets patients where they are with the tools that they already have and help platform um, that data for practitioners securely so that they can have access to that lifestyle information that they need to help change uh, behavior and lifestyle. Which is, yeah. which is so cool. I feel like we're in this age now where we can gather so many different, you know, data about our body, right? We can gather how much sleep we're getting, how many steps we're taking, what our periods are doing, what your blood sugar is. And and, and it's great. There are so many different apps that we manage. And you come in as a doctor. I sometimes I'm like, patients are like, here, look through these apps and look through this and look through this. And I'm like, okay, give me a minute. <laughs> but it's so cool that medicine is heading in that way where we have all of this data, right, that can help practitioners guide you on a better, you know, a more tailored nutrition or diet or lifestyle or supplement plan, but it's cool to have the data in one place. Totally, totally. And it's just, it's it, once you get it all together in one place, you can start to see the trends and patterns and run correlations, you know, just with, with what computers can do, which is, which is so exciting. And then also tying, for example, programs to that real-time context of your patient is just, just exciting because making personalized care more accessible to more people or to help great practitioners serve more patients is definitely a core mission. So yeah, it's been really fun. So that's cool. So can you talk to my listeners a little bit about the nitty gritty of how the program works? Like what is it, how does it work if, you, if someone wants to sign up for it? What does it look like? 
Yeah, for sure. So a practitioner would run a program on, on Floca and they would either invite their patient um, or they can list it uh, and then they can sign up themselves. And basically there's some cool features of tying it to the real-time context. Like we have practitioners, a lot of them focus on women's health and hormones and they're able to run on automated cycle synced program. So that means like the content changes based on where the woman is at in the cycle. So how does it, or what, is it a wearable device or how are we getting the data from other apps? It's either one. So we really meet the patient where they are with the tools they already have. Women my age, over 50% of us have uh, some kind of uh, period app already. So you can either connect to what you're already using and love, or you can track absolutely anything inside of Floca. And often what will happen is a hybrid where you're connecting in, you know, your Apple Watch, you're connecting in maybe Clue, and then you can use Floca to track the other things that your practitioner might want you to, or your Dexcom, you know, it's really up to very personalized to the user. Yeah, that's really cool. So if someone is listening and they wanted to go start using this, would they have to be working with a doctor that uses Floca or could they use it on their own and just use it for their own tracking, personal tracking? Totally. They can use it with or without. Of course, if you are in a hilly journey, it's really helpful to have a practitioner. Yes. Um, and so, which is my main message on the show. Yes. Make sure you're working with somebody. Yes. Totally. But, you know, some people aren't ready for that yet. And so it's a good place to start. And then you could join me. You're ready. If you do have a practitioner, it really kind of like supercharges how much you can learn and grow together and, and speeds up that communication. Because from the practitioner's perspective, as you know, there's so many like expiring screenshots being emailed back and forth and you're trying to get all that info and it's just like another job on top of all of the good work that you have to do so yeah it's, it's really wherever point you are on the journey we want to be there for you super cool that's awesome so tell us some, what else is cool about the program yeah, I think what I love talking about is the practitioners you know like how cool all of you are and just the really new information that they're able to educate. It's very interesting when you get into the women's health space and hormones. Like I am, I would say, a young, a, a, one of the youngest millennials. I'm not quite Gen Z, but these days, like there's just so much information that as women, we're not given. So Miranda Popin, for example, is running something that just launched a new cohort today called the Period Lab. And there's so much like, information about what are your hormones, how do they work, all of these things that I feel like young women need to have access to. And I wish that I did when I was, you know, 13 going through what I was going through. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think sometimes I sometimes am educating, you know, I'll be like, hey, when did your period start? Or what was day one of your cycle? And a lot of women have not been taught, you know, what does yeah. day one mean? Or what does it mean to be on day 14 of your cycle? Or what are the different phases of the cycle? And it's a big part of being a woman is your menstrual cycle. So it's really important to understand, you know, your so many things changes throughout our different phases, right? You may, in your follicular phase, you may have more energy and you may be ready to go. And then the ovulation phase, you might feel sexier and you want to go out and be more social. And then in the luteal phase, typically you want to be a little bit more withdrawn. And I love that look, looking at your cycling and how you interact with the world and like looking at your cycling, how productive you are, you know, it's this kind of data can be really helpful in more areas than just your health. So if you're a female entrepreneur, for example, and you're finding that like the week before your period, you are so tired and you can't get anything done. And it's like, well, maybe we should schedule your life around your cycle. Maybe if your cycles are regular, you could go out and be like, mm, you know, I'm not going to schedule that public speaking event on the day before my period because I'm probably not going to feel so great that day. Or like I know for me, on day 21 of my cycle, I don't really feel that great. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't love to be social. I'm, that's the day of my cycle when I'm the most tired. It's when my progesterone peaks and I'm just, 
I don't really feel like talking to anybody. <laughs> I try not to record podcasts that day. I try not to do things where I have to be really, where I need a lot of energy. But if I didn't have tracking tools available, I might not necessarily know that. So it's great to have this ability to track where you are and to have something being like, hey, you know, you're going to be on day 21 this day of whatever next month. So it's kind of cool to have that capability. Totally. And it's so important too, like what you're talking about, like I was learning about, you know, your focus on thyroid or whether it's progesterone, like what is progesterone? And if you're talking about PCOS or endometriosis, like there's different, there's a spectrum, right? And there's just so much information that is good to learn so that we can take the best care of ourselves. And I think what's really exciting for patients is just that, that there are these practitioners out there who are helping empower their patients so that they can live the longest, like happiest, healthy life that they can. And yeah, it's just information that you're not going to get with those super quick visits where like Western medicine is great. You have a broken bone. My mom is a medical doctor and you really need that time, which is amazing. And it's great if you can go through a cohort or a group program with some other women and learn together. Oh yeah, just on the topic of my mom while we're here. When I was going through my issues, she was going through menopause at the same time that I was like starting to, you know, get gut hormones. And we were looking at their research and we we're like, okay, we'll put our heads together. We should be able to figure this out. No, <laughs> there's not even research on women like in nutrition studies up until like, I think it's the 80s or the 90s, which is crazy. And so what I'm really excited about when we talk about technology is the opportunity to catch up might with like with the research. Yeah. The only opportunity yeah. for us to ever catch up. Yeah. That's a really good point to think about that. We'll have programs like yours. We're going to start to have way more data to start to seek and do, but that's really going to be really cool and helpful for all kinds of things, right? For looking at helping find different solutions for things like PCOS or things like endometriosis, for getting more data. That's a, that's a great point. Also, thank you for creating this awesome platform that's going to help further. No, thank Thanks for chatting about it. But I would say it. what also really does matter is uh, the the data privacy, right? There's been yeah. a lot of strange behavior in this space. And so I think it's, yeah, definitely if you're vetting apps for any category, definitely take a look at is your data being sold? Is it the these are all important things to take a look at too. But if we're able to marry that security and that insights, I think that it's going to be really exciting for women. So question on that for I'm just curious. First of all, if you're going to look at an app, how do you know if they're going to sell your information? Will they say it? I've had, how do you know that? I don't share with us, please. <laughs> you, you need to disclose your, your privacy policy. You need to disclose exactly what you're doing with the data and the third party applications that you're using and the way that you're using that too. So I would, uh, yeah, you know what? We should probably put together a little FAQ. This is a good question because we had to learn a lot about it. There's a lot of free apps out there. Floca is free. The way we make money is on the practitioner side. So yeah, but it's just important, I think, for all of us in the future. Who knows what the future is going to look like when we're we're grandparents and, you know, everything yeah. is, you know, on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, what else would you want to share about Floca or about your journey, your health or whatever. I'm kind of curious about your story. I like, I don't think I'm usually in the seat of interviewing and that's not my role. I don't yeah, 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 no worries. I, I shared, I think it was just two weeks ago, I was actually sharing that. I don't think I've ever, I never did an actual full episode on my story how I got into this, but I shared about weeks ago. So listeners, if you already heard this, I apologize. You can listen to it again. I, in my early 20s, I had become a vegan. I was a marathon runner. Oh. And after four or five years after doing that, I started to get really sick. I 
couldn't get out of bed. I gained about 30 pounds. My joints hurt. I was crying all the time. Then I went to see my doctor and he was like, here's some Wellbutrin. I think you're depressed. And kind of before I could even finish telling him the whole story. And I left there just thinking, this doesn't seem right. Clearly there's got to be something else going on. And I was in therapy at the time and my therapist actually recommended that I go see this doctor she just had lunch with. She goes, I just met this doctor. He's a naturopathic doctor. He does diet nutrition. She's like, I'm not exactly sure what he does, but I think you should maybe go have a visit with him. And I met with him and he ran a whole bunch of labs and talked to me for two hours and determined, you know, my B12 was low. My iron was low. My adrenals were fatigued. My hormones were off. I had, I had a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, he changed my diet and put me on some supplements. We did some counseling stuff and I changed career trajectories and made a lot of changes. And I, after about six to eight weeks, I felt almost 80% better. It was a major change. And I ended up quitting the job I was in and went back to work in recruiting. I was interviewing people all the time. And about six months into that job, my boss sat me down and said, I don't think this is the right industry for you. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you keep bringing me resumes and you're really interested in, you know, the reason this person left their job was because they had Lyme disease or their mother had MS or she's like, you keep telling me all these health stories. And she's like, and that's great. She's like, I don't really care about their health stories. I care about their job skills. She goes, but you really care. And so she was like, you really want to think about going back into the health. I, I had been pre-med when I first went to undergrad but I quickly learned that I didn't do well without sleep. So medicine was not going to be a great, uh, great route. That, you know, Western medicine wasn't going to be a great route for me. So anyways, I ended up having lunch with a naturopathic doctor. I was like, how do I do this? And quit my job and then went back to school. And so, you know, it was a personal, a personal journey that, and mostly I help women who feel the same way that I did when I was in my early 20s. I, I've had severe, severe adrenal fatigue and it kind of bled over into a lot of different areas in my life. And yeah, so that's kind of how I got to be doing this. So it comes from a very personal place. That's so interesting. And you know, at Flicker, we're like on, on the data side for patients interested in connections and correlations between like, how does this affect this? What is the relationship? And we're always trying to, you know, uncover that either on the product side or just in the conversation. So I'd love to ask you a question. Sure. What relationships have you examined between your adrenal fatigue? thyroid and, you know, women's menstrual cycles. Oh, they're, they're very intricately related. So (laughs) you're, I I always, when I, people are in my office, I always draw a picture of a triangle. So there's four big players in the endocrine system. There's your thyroid, there's your sex hormones, there's your cortisol or your adrenal hormones, and there's blood sugar. So in the triangle, blood sugar goes in the middle. So if blood sugar is not stable, you're going to have a hard time regulating everything else. So that's like, and that's why diet is so foundational. Like we have to keep a healthy diet. We've got to keep, you know, this is why exercise is helpful because it helps keep blood sugar down. And then the other three things, you know, they're, they're in, you guys can't see, I'm showing her a picture of my hand. They're in this triangle that should be perfectly imbalanced. If any one thing in the triangle goes up or down, it's going to affect the other two. So if you get really, really stressed and your cortisol levels are high for a while, Typically, we see a dip in thyroid or we see a change in the sex hormones. If you get pregnant, you know, sometimes your sex hormones will change. Your progesterone goes up. It typically can cause, again, a spike in thyroid or dip. So any change in those guys is going to affect everything, right? So it's kind of a very delicate balance that we want to try to achieve. It's almost like if that triangle, there was a little, it was resting on a little bit of a ball and we're trying to keep it stable, right? And we're always going to be changing, especially as women, we go through plenty of times in our lives when our hormones change. I think the only constant thing about being a woman is change, right? So, you know, in your younger years, you, your hormones aren't cycling. And then we go through a cycling phase. And then if you get pregnant and you go through that phase, and then you have the postpartum phase, and then eventually you have the perimenopause and the menopause. So there's all these shifts in the sex hormones. 
And the, that can cause changes in the thyroid. And if you're also experiencing stressful times, that can cause shifts in the sex hormones and the thyroid. So they're very, very delicately related. And I think tracking your cycle is so important. And, you know, most women will know, oh, yeah, this all gets worse, you know, right before my period or a lot of chronic diseases like people with fibromyalgia or people with migraines or things like that. Their symptoms get worse typically, not always, but can get worse at a certain point in their cycle. So it's really helpful to know, like we were talking about before, where you are in your cycle in order to, it's helpful for the practitioner, but it's also helpful just for you to have that knowledge. And but yeah, so to answer your question, they are very, very closely related. That's so amazing. And it's so fascinating to me as well. When you talk about like adrenal fatigue, how you need to like, I've heard you need to love your adrenals so that you have a great menopause, but that it's possible for young women in particular to have total adrenal balance is... Yeah, like how did you go about healing that? It seems like such a overwhelming thing to take on. Well, so actually what I learned when I was in my 20s, I mostly took supplements. You know, I was restored my B12 levels. I took B6. I took desiccated adrenals. I took herbs. And I am a personality type where I like to go, go, go. I like to burn the candle at both ends all the time. And I've had adrenal fatigue multiple times in my life. The first time I treated it, I supplements worked. The second time I was in that same space, I was like, oh, this feels familiar. I went back on the supplement protocol. It worked, but not as well. And so then I kind of was in an adrenal, this was after med school. My adrenals kind of took a dip for a while. And then I had a couple babies. And it, so what I've learned over the years is that supplementing for whatever nutrients you need and using herbs, they're very helpful. But the underlying causes or the underlying thing you have to address is the lifestyle issue. So you have to be doing things that support and nourish your adrenals. Like you said, Lord, love your adrenals. And pretty much when it all comes down to it, it's rest. It is practicing rest, practicing being in a relaxed state because the adrenals get burnt out when we stay in fight flight for too long. Because when you're in fight flight, you're pumping out all your cortisol and your adrenaline, which is great if you need it. You know, fight flight exists for a very good reason. But if you're constantly in that state and you don't have the building blocks to continue to build the cortisol, eventually your cortisol levels will start to fall. And the only time we really build cortisol is when we're resting or when we're sleeping or when we're in that parasympathetic. So, you know, a supplement protocol and diet change, they are all very important, but a meditation practice or getting enough sleep or getting outside and getting sunlight, you know, a lot of the very, there's a lot of basic foundational things that are really important to making sure you don't get adrenal fatigue again. (laughs) And that's what I've learned in my journey and in helping women, because I started to see the similar pattern patients come to me first time. I'd put them on a supplement protocol. They'd do phenomenal. I wouldn't hear from them for two years and two years later, they'd be back in my office. Maybe they'd gone through a divorce or a move or a death or something big had happened and their adrenals would be shot again. And we would try the same protocol. It would work, but it wouldn't be quite. So then we had to start addressing the nervous system and be like, okay, we've got to change your lifestyle. We've got to do something that's calming you down a little bit. Amazing. I'm just thinking of this so much, like, you know, as a type A person or for type A women, are there like nighttime routines you recommend? Yeah. So I think night, so getting sleep is, is paramount. You know, I, when I have patients come in and they are not, if sleep is not there, that's the first thing you want to be working on. Because if you're not sleeping, it's going to be really hard to heal your adrenals. So, and I usually, you know, if people are like, oh, I stay up till 12 or one, we try to move bedtime a little bit earlier. Those hours before midnight are so much more restorative. Whatever Chinese medicine clock, something, you know, sleeping from 10 to six is much more restorative than sleeping from 12 to eight, even though it's the same amount of time. So moving bedtime up a little bit, 
getting off screens. And this one's really hard. I struggle with this, but no TV in the bedroom. Don't look at screens. Pick a time like after nine o'clock or after 8.30, no more screens. Reading. Because every time you're looking at a screen, the blue light is blocking your brain from producing melatonin. And melatonin and cortisol have direct opposing action. So if your melatonin is low, your body thinks, oh, I shouldn't be sleeping. I should be awake. I should increase the cortisol production. So if you stare at a screen all day or you're looking at blue light, you may have lower than normal melatonin levels. And so you might be a little bit wired at night because your body is producing more cortisol than it typically would in a nighttime setting. So I will sometimes recommend taking low doses of melatonin if you're someone who's staring at a screen all day long. The other thing that's really good for nighttime sleeping is getting outside in the morning. So getting exposing yourself to morning sunlight is really important because it tells the body, hey, this is when you should be awake. This is when cortisol should be high. Just like anyone who's traveled you know, to a different time zone and you're trying to readjust to that time, the more time you spend out in morning sunlight, the better you will be able to readjust to that time zone. So that makes a big difference. And then I think you, you mentioned what nighttime routines, having some sort of nighttime routine that feels good to you is important, whether that's reading or taking a bath or spending time with a partner or snuggling with your kids or doing something that's not screen or not stressful, really, you know, like you don't want to be working in that last hour before you sleep, something that's calming the body down. I love that. That's so just practical and, and helpful for people. Yeah. Thanks for interviewing me. <laughs> it, it is it is funny when you flip roles, right? Like I don't actually, I often don't talk that much on my own show because well, I mean, I talk, but I don't often share some of these things because because I'm interviewing the guests. You should do well. And you should come on to our new podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk after the show about that. That'd be great. So yeah, well, so this has been a great, this is awesome. I think your tool is amazing. So if people are interested, they can go to floka.co. Floka.co, yes. On Instagram, we're at Floka Life. You can download it on the app store of the search in F-L-O-K-A. And yeah, and you can stay posted there for updates. As a practitioner, you can go ahead and request private access to the whole platform for practitioners on Floka.co. Yeah, that's basically it. Thanks so much for sharing your info too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. This is great. I'm super excited. So guys, definitely go check it out. I think it's a great tool. And, you know, and if they want their doctor to get, can they let their doctor know to contact you or to reach out if they want to be integrated? That's a huge question uh, people have had. So we're productizing it. So soon you'll be able to request my practitioner who's not on Floca. It will send them an email, Um, but you can always send them our website, which is just floca.co. And a new website is launching very soon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for your work. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Talk to everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Dr. Kinney Show. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.